SMQBs, this is episode 140. Milk, Tampa, give us a number. Uh, it's, what is it? 76.8 million? Oh, we'll come, back to, we'll come back to that later. We'll come yeah. back, come to, back that to that later. later. Yes. That's yep, my Pope. number. Jimbo Brian Fisher's Pope coming to us from Dallas. What do you got? Oh, look at him wearing that Texas hat. He's all committed now, full of shit. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, really, it's almost broken in. Yeah. 640. What's that? that? That is the number of yards that the Cowboys racked up on the helpless Giants defense yesterday. The most since uh, yours truly was 13 days old in 1966. Ouch. <laughs> okay, Rooster, you're the Giants fan. What do you, What's your number? Zero. And the number of games won by an NFL quarterback who lives with his mother. And that's true. With the last name DeVito. And she tucks him in. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. All Make right. Bed. House from Philly in some airport heading to Philly. What do you got? Well, it's, it might sound like I'm in, I'm in an airport, but I have a throng of live fans behind us. That's some QB fans. So if there's oh, noise, right. it's just because, yes, live. we're recording Obviously. live. Yeah. But my number is 50, which is. Not only the number of points Tyrese Maxey scored last night, but how about this? It is also the first time in over 400 regular season games that Joel Embiid has played where he ever had a teammate score more than 40 points in a game that he played in. Crazy. Wow. wow. I jumped on the pod today, by the way, to find out who Maxie is. I have no idea who this guy is, so I'm looking forward (laughs) to learning about him. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go with my number is one or really first and that's modern era uh, Formula One Grand Prix Vegas week. This week, everyone, uh, a lot of excitement around that. Although ticket prices and hotel prices plummeting, a lot of people worried about the temperature plummeting and also ratings plummeting. So uh, a lot of excitement around Vegas Grand Prix week, but we'll have to report back next week and see how it turned out guys let's get into nfl week numero 10 rooster what do you got for us well i on the couple of images really struck me this uh past week one was bill belichick's face at the end of that hapless colts game in which i think the germans um took a vote and decided never to allow the NFL back in their country again after that game. But man, looking at Bill Belichick's face, I I got this, the feeling that Kraft said to him, look, man, you better win this game. And I, what do you guys think? Do you, I don't think there's any chance he's back next year. What do you think the chances of him being out after this game are? Zero. I don't think, I don't yeah, think they're going to fire zero. him. I think they're just going to strip him of his responsibilities. Word is that he, before that he has a contract through the end of next year. And so if anything, it could result in them trading him. But if they don't trade him as a coach, they're stuck with him for one more year. Well, if they could get him to resign and then some other team wants him, they get to say, hey, he's t- he's technically still under contract. We'll trade him to you. You're right. And get like a yeah. second round pick or something for him. I, why does he wanna, why oh. does Why does he want to keep doing this? That's what my question. No is. idea. No idea. The more, I mean, the more he's chasing the all-time wins. Yeah, but the more time that passes, now we're five years from the last playoff win. Yeah, we're so yeah. many years from Brady. It's just, it's ruining. It's his his legacy is getting destroyed every season. It is. On. So yeah. get out now. But they they're, te- they're they're a lot like the Giants. They're not one player away from getting back to the Super Bowl. No, I would mean, be like, it'd Brady. be like Saban continuing on for five, six years after the heyday. Uh, it just wouldn't happen. I mean, Brady won a Super Bowl, and and when he left, and Belichick is getting is his teams are getting worse and worse and worse. It's it's just feeding into that narr- the narrative that Belichick needed Brady. Brady didn't need Belichick to make and his headache to- even bigger. Mac Jones came out today and 
dumped all over the coaches for their play calling during that game, as if the play calling caused him to underthrow a wide open Mike Gazeki in the end zone Look, by 15 you, yards. You know what was bad about their play calling? They let Mac Jones throw it at any point in time. They should have just been <laughs> handing it off if they knew it was so smart. Funny. Right. So I mean sucks. That, right. His regression has been really sad. I mean, I had a lot of hope for him, but I read an article today about Belichick that I thought was pretty good. That basically they said this started years ago. And it gets to his position as GM is that if you go back and you look at the draft drafts that he's had over the years, it's been pretty awful. None, yep. A lot of these guys haven't panned out. He traded away first round, you know, all the things that have happened are a lot. But this this ca- catastrophe started five years ago and it's yep. now coming together finally. So it's he's like, never drafted a, a wide receiver worth a damn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not just Mac Jones. I mean, this is just a culmination of years of bad decisions. It's, in, yeah. it's institutional I mean, what, at this point. What is he? He's 71 years old, right? Yeah, and he just looks miserable. He's, I mean, he, why, he's, why is, he doesn't have anything to prove. He's, well, just, Pope is right. He's chasing, um, what's his name, Tom Landry's record. He didn't when exactly look happy no, when Don, he was winning. Don, just Don, just, Don, just, Don, just yeah, Landry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh he's yeah. passed Landry. He passed Landry already? <laughs> yeah. So now he's Landry, at the shoe. Landry's an well, he, yeah. he oh, might be Lord. trying to prove a point. Don't go there. Also with Brady, he might well, be like well, he's. Yeah, well, but you're right. Every day he keeps trying to prove that point. He's tr- proving Brady's point. He's making Brady's yeah. case for him. Exactly. Yeah. So c- conversely to uh, Mac Jones, let's talk about C.J. Stroud. I mean, we've been. Wait, wait, can I just say one more thing? Horn. One more thing on Belichick. Yeah. I don't know this this league. It's proven time and time again that this is a younger person's league, right? With coaches, the hot coaches that come in and instantly, you know, maximize a team for the most part are younger people. Why somebody would trade a pick for Belichick at age 71? Not a three, not a four. I wouldn't want him. No, nothing, nothing. So I'd take Antonio Pierce over him right now. Andy Reid is really one of the exceptions. I mean, really, but for the most part right now, but for the yeah. but for the most part, come on, this is a young coaches league. Uh, that's where the innovation is. That's where they they relate to the players better. Uh, and so, and anyway, I just don't know why somebody Belichick needs to just retire and and enjoy the millions of dollars that he's made, and will go to, still go down in history as the greatest, but certainly one of the top three greatest coaches of all time in the NFL. Yeah, all right, Kevin. Right. Time Sorry. to get out. Time to get out. So yeah. we were talking about CJ Stroud. Um, you know, there's a lot of hype about him. The people are starting to catch up to the SMQBs. We've been blowing CJ Stroud's horn for a month now. He's, t- you know, after 10 weeks, he's top 10 in passing yards, TDs, QBR, and interceptions. He only has two interceptions through 10 games. Last two games, he's he's led his team, you know, in the final minute of the game. Uh, for for a uh, game winning drive, um, do you guys think that the the talk about him being in the MVP conversation is premature or legit? Uh, I don't know like, if it's premature. I mean, I think right now by stats alone, he certainly would merit consideration. But we got a long long way to go before we get to some serious MVP discussions. They're five and four, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They're, they're, they, they're, they would be in the playoffs now if it ended. They're a two and eight great. team. They're a two and two and seven team without him, and they're five and four with him. They should be six I and three. I don't know how they lost to the Panthers. No, he'd have to like go and he'd have to take Houston to the Super Bowl or something. He's this MVP talk is relative to you know past experience of either. You know Texans quarterbacks. I don't know. He's big two soup plays. He's not a chef. He's he's very good. And let's see if he gets them to a winning record. If he gets them to a winning record and into the playoffs, maybe. But I think it's premature. And there's very no impressive. other glaring, you know, winner. I mean, it has to be a, a a parody MVP for him to get it this year. I agree with you guys, but I do think he has established himself as having an elite skill set for a quarterback already he's not a fluke oh what what did the i didn't did anyone watch 
the end of the game yesterday? Yes. The yeah. Bengals game. Yeah. Yes. What is going on? Like the Bucks. I thought we. I thought we agreed we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> yes, I know. God, <laughs> that, that game knocked me out of the uh, KC for, suicide. Yeah, our listeners, too. we Thanks took too. we we went all in on the Bengals on yep. the Survivor. I'm pool out of every Survivor pool. Or or out. What pull what are a, these? Pull up a stool, fellas. I've <laughs> been missing you. What were the Bengals running on defense? Because I I just I mean I don't know if they saw the week the Bucks the week before, but. I hope they weren't just giving these receivers 10, 15 yards on every play because on the last drive they were. You mean like the Wink Martindale defense against the Cowboys? Yeah. He's going to burn them up. That's what he does. They did it the week before. And there, it's like I, I was watching it. I'm like, oh, he's got a minute 30 left. For, last week was 46 seconds. And he had a timeout, I think. And there it was. It was like he he'll complete, he has no problem completing a 40 yard pass. With some prevent defense or whatever they were they were doing, and I mean that that's pretty awesome for a rookie quarterback to be able to do that. Listen, that I off. think he's 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 a very promising young quarterback right now. Uh, clearly, the best out of the draft class uh, at this point. Um, let's talk in four more weeks about MVP situation that's that's yeah. where i come down on it way too early but, for him yeah yeah that's early. that's my position he's he's fun to watch and uh i'm glad i picked him up in fantasy uh i'll tell you that but um yeah i'm sorry well, did look, you win look, your game did you win your no game? i did not but if i had had if aj brown hadn't been on a on a bye would have won yeah right eagles can't save people every week sorry yeah i know i know i know it's okay all right. So, you know, as these teams this week showed that as as the quarterbacks go, the teams go um, with no exception, really. I think we all agree that Mac Jones and Zach Wilson have established themselves as backup quarterbacks for the rest of their careers. Kyler backup. Murray, back up to the to the second stringer, maybe Kyler yeah. Murray, though, comes back. Looked huh. like the old Kyler Murray, didn't he? At he, least running he, the ball. He he has not lost a step. That's for sure. He's fast. Kyler sucks. He's good enough for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yeah, but gotta, what, hey, what are the Arizona Cardinals doing? I'm worried Neither. about it. I want them to continue. Well, I want them to win. Actually, they did. Yeah, win. you should want them to win. I want them to win. I yeah, for draft draft purposes. So what what are the what are the Cardinals doing? I mean, if they play Kyler and let's say they win three or four more games somehow. Then they have played themselves out of a top, you know, six or seven pick. I mean, are they are they wedding themselves to to Kyler? I mean, they can't root for him to lose if they're playing him. Don't play him. Well, how can they tell though if they don't play him? So they either play him and find out they need to draft a quarterback because he loses, or he plays well and they decide they'll draft, you know, Marvin Harrison or I guess. But you would have thought. Left tackle, which is what I thought they would know what they have by now. They wouldn't need to play him in order to see if they want to keep him. He's going to cost them the top draft pick. Right, right. right. Who's going to have Dobbs? Yeah, they should have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about Deshaun? Do we think that Deshaun is? I I said earlier this year, if Deshaun is an average quarterback, the Browns are a good team. He looked like a above average quarterback yesterday. Can he keep that up? Well, I mean, sure he can. We know he has the skill set to do it, but you know, look, the NFL's a week to week league and it's it's a what have you done for me lately league. So these guys look look hot, you know, because they've had a, a good week or two good weeks and everyone gets excited and and they're just one game away from being trash again, right? Or 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 can they stay healthy? Because you know he had an MRI of his ankle today. He was in a boot leaving the stadium last night. Yes, he was. Yes, he yeah. was. So, yeah, you know, he says he's going to play, but I mean, it's never good when you have an MRI of your ankle. But I, I got to tell you, though, I, I don't understand. I mean, look, there's all sorts of quarterback rankings out there. I don't I don't know how you you rank these guys, but this is this is the CBS sports line power rankings right now. All right. Number one, Lamar Jackson. I, Excuse I, me. I, I, Huh? I, I don't understand that. Number two, Jalen. I think that's probably appropriate. Yeah, Number three, him. Josh Allen. Josh Allen hasn't been a horrible season. Year. Number four, CJ Stroud. Number five, Mahomes. 
what, what, six, what is, put Mahomes at five. Ranking. What is I, I don't the know. criteria? Well, that's what I'm saying is, is, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of different rankings out there. And, you know, it says they're focused on current standing than the bigger picture. I don't know what it means. Is like, but, and again, you could, I, I'm just like, I just pulled this one up. Those, that's outrageous. I mean, that that's what I mean. It's so like, look, the best quarterbacks in the NFL are Mahomes, Hertz, Hertz, and probably Burrow at this yep. point because he's you know since he's been healthy. But under that, I, I mean, you have to put Herbert as Josh best, Allen but his out. team is so bad. You can't throw Josh Allen out. Yet. You have to put you have to put Justin Herbert in there for his talent. His team is just horrendous. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I think it's weird. I think these rankings are weird. Did anyone watch that uh, Lions-Chargers game? No. It was a typical. No, no it was typical, just back and forth, though. Typical game, whoever gets the ball last is going to win the game. Jared Goff hung in there with Herbert. And, um, I mean, the, the Chargers, they can't, it, it reminded me of the, Colorado Buffs game that I went to Saturday. Great passing offense. They can't run the ball. They had a four. They had first and one, and and it became fourth and one from the goal line because they ran the ball three times. Two sneaks with Herbert. One handoff to Eckler. They gained zero yards on three plays, and Herbert had to throw it to uh, Quinton Johnson for a one-yard touchdown. That's how pathetic their running game is. They can't stop the run. The, the Lions' two running backs, Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, ran all over them. I mean, there's. I thought they were supposed to have a better defense this year. They're horrible. If they didn't have Herbert making amazing throws, they'd they'd be a, a, like a three win team this year. It's just disgusting yeah. how horrible that team is in their in their management. Um, but man, the the Lions, Bison. Built that team the way you've always said, from the line out. Yep. Drafting yep. defensive and offensive linemen and then filling in the pieces with guys like Jared Goff. Yeah. They're, they're a good team. They're a really good team. Uh, if you can good. run the ball and protect a quarterback who's semi-intelligent and big and strong, you can you can have an offense that succeeds. And, and that all starts two, with the line. They. Two really good running backs. Their record is is I don't know if have you seen who they play the rest of the year. The Lions. The, the Lions. Oh, I think a lot the of people Bears, think they, the Packers, they, the Saints, yeah. the Bears, the Broncos. The they Vikings. could clearly end up with the best record. Oh yeah, they're seven and two. Uh, they're the. I mean, you know, you guys will push back, but the only tough game they have left is the Cowboys. That's a tough. That's game. not a tough that, game. Uh, that, that, it's a t- every other week, it's a tough game. <laughs> uh huh. Whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Philly, the the uh, Eagles and Cowboys and Niners have tough records and they'll be beating each other up. While the yep. Lions might just sneak in and get home field. Yeah. House, what do you think? Could they do it? Or is House on board? House is, he's House on he's putting his House, luggage up. House is he's putting like, his luggage I think up. He's on the, the Eagles. This is the, the, the Eagles. This will be Eagles. a first oh, yeah. ever on the plane. Pod. Yes, he's on the on the plane. Eagles next. Eagles plane. next five games are Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, and Seattle. Yeah, it's a tough oh, schedule. The, the Eagles Brutal. go zero and five. Zero and five in that stretch. I uh, I don't think so, but they're they're definitely going to be looking for that Giants game at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. House, did you hear the what I said? Do you believe the Possibility the Lions could sneak in and get number one uh, home field advantage while the other teams beat each other up. How sent a message in the text. Uh, he said, the Cowboys suck donkey dick. <laughs> He's out. So, <laughs> Well, look. Well, better to burn out than fade away. <laughs> but you're nice. They had... Um, they had 200 yards rushing yesterday. Okay. Who's that? If the the Lions. Yeah. Gibbs. Montgomery, Montgomery had, had 116. 70 Gibbs on one had run. 77s. Had 77. Well, they had a couple QB runs. They're, they're a good duo back. So 
Absolutely. So if they can run the ball like that, because Gibbs Gibbs was hurt so, for like four weeks. So here, his- here's what we're going to come down mm-hmm. to then. You know, we're going to get an answer if if running the ball, old school running the football, could win in the playoffs versus a quarterback dominant team. We've been saying, we've been saying for as long as we've had this pod that if you don't have one of the top five elite quarterbacks. You can't get to or win the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody's willing to say Jared Goff is a top five or elite quarterback. I think he's a top ten for sure. Okay, but he... top top ten is you know that's there's a I don't know there's a big difference between top five and top ten. I yep. think, and and so we're going to find out. I mean, can a running team like this with a decent quarterback do something? Well, I have to say, I think Jared have... Goff is uh, better than people think. I think he's just in, he's in the right place for him. We, Threw for 333 yards yesterday and two touchdowns. And he has played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 They have, look, Amon St. Brown is ridiculous. I think he had, I think he had like 150 yards receiving yesterday. Their tight end if, is really good. Look, I can tell you what life is like when you can't run the ball i.e. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the worst rushing offense in the NFL, and it's fucking miserable. You cannot win without running the ball. You just can't. Well, well, what are you stacking? So, yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, one game at a time, Bison, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is Dakota's 404 passing yard, four passing TD performance against the Giants enough to – change your opinion that he's just a guy no of course not he's just a guy he <laughs> sucks well, so, he sucks. so he lit up the giants okay yeah they, they played the giants look like they were playing prevent defense the whole length of the field from the beginning of the game there was yeah. no one covered in that game once and and that's and that's a classic Dak game right i mean pick apart a team, score a bunch of points, get up. But then when it's a tight game and when he needs to make something happen, he steps out of bounds, you know, when he doesn't have to. I mean, I mean, he, no, he's got to prove a hell of a lot more to me before I think he's anything. He's talented. I mean, yeah, they're, they're all, every guy's talented. You know, there it's that slim margin between being talented and being a legit winner. And I just don't think he's a legit winner. I think talent. I think Dak is more talented than a lot of quarterbacks, but he doesn't have um, whatever it it is to to close out in in close meaningful games. He does something invariably throws a uh, a pick that you know never should have tried to force the ball. That, you know, time management, whatever. He he has not proven himself to be an elite quarterback because of that. He has the talent, but he hadn't proven himself. I agree. It with kind you. of reminds me of Russell Wilson at the end of his career, where he's thinking more about. He seems to be thinking more about how am I, how do I look out here right now than how am I going to manage this game to win it. I don't. That, that's. I'm not sure that's going on with Dak. Well, I mean, speaking. I, go ahead and poke. No, no. I. I just. I think he just doesn't have. He's never done it, so until he does it, we can't say that he's an elite quarterback. He hasn't led the Cowboys in a meaningful game to a win that matters uh, for the playoffs or beyond. Period. Yeah, I mean, when you look at a guy, look at Josh Dobbs stepping in and, and what he's doing. Well, I well, mean, all true. these that's guys right. are talented. They're all good. Not Tommy DeVito. Let's not well, get not carried Tommy away. DeVito. Oh boy, <laughs> Tommy. Is he one of the worst quarterbacks we've seen take the snap in the NFL game in a while. Possible. Mac, Mac so Jones, I, Tommy I, DeVito, Zach Wilson. I will take Mac over Tommy. Don't worry. <laughs> I have been Zach's, very Zach's impressed with well, how um, how they've gotten CeeDee Lamb more involved in the offense. Yeah, and well, CeeDee Lamb is just taking it to a whole other level, too. It, Maybe I don't know if yeah. it's his route running or what, but, man, that guy's a stud now. And that hey, Ferguson, tight end, he's pretty he's – Bison, you kind of jumped the gun, but I, I wanted to – talk about Dak since we have our lifelong Cowboys fan with us and ask him who is his favorite quarterback right now. It's got to be Dak, right? <laughs> no, look, 
my new favorite quarterback. All it means is I'm, I'm I'm impressed by Dobbs, and I love the fact that he's playing Creed, which is of course the Texas Rangers theme song these days. Uh, that doesn't mean anything beyond that, but I he is impressive what he's done. He got he won the game last week, and he wasn't even you know didn't even hardly know the team or the plays. Then he comes back and has a has a really good uh, performance this week. I mean, it's kind of fun to watch. How are the Vikings? Yep. They've won five in a row. Who nobody would have thought that. And he's done it without Justin Jefferson, right? He doesn't even know who he is. Or, or, a, is. or a feature running back. Did I read correctly that he is like into like rocket science and worked at NASA and shit? Have you seen intern? This? He interned at NASA twice. Interned yeah. at NASA. I'm like that's, yeah, that's probably where that's probably where he lost be. his eyebrows. I, I'm I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing that he he did okay on the Wonderlick test. Oh yeah. well, yeah. Hint, hint. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wonderlick.com. <laughs> I got a That's nice a good... email re- response by the way today. Well, Bison, uh, did you? I don't think you have to You'll worry see. about that. You'll Bison, see. who's the second best quarterback in the NFC East? Oh, it's Sam Howell. I, I mean, it's Sam Howell. Guess what? You know who's leading the NFL in passing yards? It's Sam Howell. It must be Sam Howell. Yeah. Threw for that three remi- touchdowns that, yesterday. Not too shabby. That, that no. reminds that reminds me of Jameis Winston. Jameis Jameis used to love to lead the league in yards and TDs, and then he'd have he'd lead the league in interceptions. Oh, I don't and think losses. Howell's not doing too bad in INTs. I mean, he's he's first of all, you know, he's not a rookie, but he really is. I mean, he, yeah. this really is his rookie season. And if you look at the last six games. You know, the, the first four, I think he had something like 30 sacks, right? I mean, he was getting sacked almost 10 times a game. It was ridiculous. And he's only been sacked like three times since then. Uh, so, you know, look, he's basically a rookie. Uh, he's with the enemy who was there for a lot of the Mahomes. You know, Mahomes gets Mahomes. Andy Reid gets credit for making Mahomes. I'm not going to pretend that the enemy does but coming out of that same you know uh, uh the coaching tree and i'll tell you what if, if cj stroud is the best rookie out there and if you were to throw howell in the mix as a rookie since he played only one game last year he's certainly the second best i, I mean i don't think there's any question about that and i would absolutely take 24 year old sam howell over danny devito and Dak Prescott right now. <laughs> I, I would take him over Dak. Right. I don't. I don't have any problem with that. Oh, he's a Listen, lot younger right. too. Yeah. So the last, the last two quarterbacks I wanted to talk about are Trevor Lawrence Oof. and Brock Purdy. Brock Jeez. Purdy looked bad day, good day. Yeah, yeah. Brock Purdy with Trent Williams back protecting him on the uh, his his blind side, and Debo back in the lineup is good enough for that team to be damn good again. And they fucking spanked the Jaguars. The Jaguars scored three points, and Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence looked like a first-game rookie out there. He, that was shocking. It was, I mean, that game, was, I mean, I, it was that amazing. Was, he did have a good tackle, though, in the end zone. Uh, he <laughs> ran 100 yards to get the guy who tackled him in the end zone. <laughs> the, I, I with, thought Jacksonville had turned a corner. I thought they were... Getting into that conversation, yeah, and they won five they straight games. Might, yeah, they still might be there. I mean, you and know, it's it's a bad I, game. It has to hurt at, you a little you're bit. Bison and to see gotta, Chase Young putting on such a show with Nick Bosa. I don't know. Oh, you I mean, mean listen, those two guys rushing the passer scared the. It looks like it's the, they scared the daylights out of Trevor Lawrence. Well, do we think the three game uh, Niners was just a hiccup? There are they back? I think they were so. injured. We need to see some. Yeah, more. they were injured, and I think when you take out some key, uh, uh, you know, players like like Trent Williams, or maybe the best at his position right now, Debo, uh, and Brock had the concussion. Sure, I think I think that can explain a lot of things, and I think they look like they did when they beat the Cowboys yesterday. Very very difficult game this coming Sunday. So <laughs> we'll see. What do we think about the, they uh, go to the pirate ship, don't they? No, we go we go to Frisco. Oh, oh yes. god. Yeah. Geez, Consider that, that in your oh, plastic. Now I have my lock. I was gonna say, a, I have my yeah. lock now. 
That's a scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you the game yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing is the Eagles Chiefs. Oh yeah. Could be oh. big, biggest I, game of the year weekend? so far. That's next weekend. Next yeah. Monday. This next, oh, next Monday. Monday. Week okay. from today. Oh, Week that's too bad because that means that tail uh that uh, Kelsey won't be with Taylor and Rio this weekend. Oh, oh I'm that's sorry. Too bad, so I won't see. Well, I don't know what day you're going day, there, right? Do you think if I if I wear a you're looking at jersey, one, will she mistake me for yeah, him? Maybe she'll chance? maybe she'll change the words to one of her songs for for oh, Bison. Oh, I hope so. so. That was adorable. Is your show on uh, Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, probably not. Sunday. Yeah. Are you going down there just for Taylor Swift? Fuck yeah, and Kelsey. <laughs> It's amazing. He's a full-on Swifty. I love that you were like, I'm not going to go see her in the U.S. Like, I'm waiting for South America. (laughs) Well, we got to get we got to get to our locks here. But I'll tell you what, prices (laughs) in Rio are about 25 percent what they were for the nosebleed seats in Detroit. Yeah, I'll bet they are. One one last note before we get there. Uh, this week, I I can't remember a week, and I am look look the stat, but five. Yeah, walk off field goals on the last play of the game. Yeah, shows you how important having a good kicker is. Yeah, yep. should. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you guys? Do we have time to talk about tanking for Caleb, or should we move we on to the did. locks? Yeah, no, I think we let's get to our locks. Uh, we'll we'll keep we'll keep an eye on the tankathon. Um. Yeah, let's get to oh. our locks. Rooster, right. you got those? Yeah, last, yeah, last week's last result. Last week was a, a low point for the SMQBs. No, not, not the way I'm looking at it. The guy who usually li- picks them wrong got it right. Dyson won with the uh, Colts minus three against the Pats. House went with the Texans plus seven uh, and won. The rest of us lost. Milk. Picked the Jags against the Niners. I was and got so excited. Spanked. That's probably the worst loss. Well, that was the that was the biggest beatdown so history. far. God, Pope lost by picking the Saints uh, minus two and a half, and I lost by picking the Falcons minus two, who lost to the Cardinals. So uh, I don't know what the standings are. We'll have to figure that out later. Sit down and figure we that all out. Suck. Let's talk about this coming week. Um, Bison, what do you have for your pick? Well, I don't like a lot of these games. I gotta tell you, I don't like them. Uh, but I am going to go with the Niners giving 10 and a half. All right. To the Bucks. Over the I Bucks. Think it's, I think it's a great pick. All right. Yeah. 49ers for Bison, right? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the same strategy a very good team against a, a bad team. And I'm going to go with the lions minus 10 against the bears. After I what I saw on thir- Thursday yep. night, that yep. team is atrocious. The lions, I would have taken that at 17. Oh, at seven. Well, you, you want to, you can, you know what? Well, you, it's you like yeah, last, last week when I said, I should, we all, we should all yeah. be taking the Cowboys against the giants. And we talked ourselves into the giants play the, Cowboys, well, not good this team year. versus bad team. Not this year. I, I was I was hoping we weren't going to talk about that after I re-listened to that <laughs> section of the pod. Hope you've got an obvious pick here. An obvious pick. I mean, you're not I'm liking take, the I'm Cowboys. I'm taking it if you don't. No, I'm not taking the Cowboys. Oops. I'm still not. I'm still not confident. They're they can stumble on the typical road. Dallas fan. Listen, to absolutely. This guy. Uh, I'm, right, I'm gonna. Right. I'm drinking the. Uh, I'm drinking the the uh, Texans Kool Aid since they did damage to my uh, financial hopes, and I'm gonna take the Texans giving four at home against the Cardinals. Yeah. All right, you better hope. Kyler Murray. Ki- you be- better hope the Kyler thing is a mirage. Well, I think. The All Cardinals right, I, I am. I am taking the Cowboys, <laughs> giving eleven to the lowly Panthers. <laughs> I- I like that pick. That's a, that and the Jets. The Bills giving seven to the Jets and the even the Commanders giving ten to the Giants. I think they're all can't. can't did you see miss. the pick that Zach Wilson threw? Yeah, he's terrible. he's that terrible. He's terrible. So did you see the look on Rogers' face? 
who How clearly about- he's He's wanting. He's like, can we? Can because he wants to come back this year. So he's like, maybe we can still he's win. Not, sneak. He doesn't in. want to come back. He's it, full of shit. Did did, did it, you see? That? I mean, like Salah's answer. Like last was it yesterday or was it last week? Where they were like, why are you still playing him? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like he's like, I, you got me there. He literally was like, you know, can you take the fifth backup? Or I guess he is the backup. Who's the third string? Do something. Milk, I have one last question before we leave football, or at least the NFL. Is the NFC South going to produce a, another no. losing losing playoff yes. team? Yes. Playoff team, team with a losing record? I'm pretty record. sure the Saints, the Saints lot, who were going to, like the last couple of weeks, run away with this, they lost Derek Carr, I think. Yeah. I think they lost Michael Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's in, he's in the lockup. Right. Derek's got a concussion. Jameis Winston came in and did exactly what Jameis Winston does. He threw two two touchdowns and two interceptions, and he threw a third interception, and it was called back. That is what Jameis Winston does. So the Saints, it's going to be Bucks can win the NFC South. It's disgusting. By the way, I just dropped Derek Carr for Jameis in my on my fantasy team as my backup. (laughs) Don't do it. All right, uh, that's it on uh, on the NFL. It's getting interesting. It's getting interesting. Uh, there's there's good storylines this year. Uh, so awesome. there's really good shit going on. It's actually looking a little bit like the NBA, where like the games are real are interesting and fun, but there's so much other shit going on that it's actually some of that stuff's more interesting uh, to talk about than the actual results. So uh, speaking of NBA. Let's get there. Um, hey, how's that thing working out with Harden on the West Coast? Again, the if GMs would just listen to the SMQB's podcast, they would not make these mistakes, right? That's we, for we, sure. We we say over and over again, no team in their right mind would take Harden on their team. He's not the what does he call himself? The system. He's the systemic cancer on a team. They, that they guy's gone. takedown. Did you see the Mavs uh, uh, color guys takedown of him? No, that was amazing. He said, "You're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem." Yeah, so. <laughs> I love you're not the beard. The Clippers yeah. are one or three and six. They have lost five straight games. Meanwhile, the Seventy Sixers, without Harden on their team, are eight and one, a game ahead of the Celtics. Liberated. Yeah. Does he, does he recognize this shit or is he just so No, he's in a strip club. Why would he narcissistic yeah, that? He's just in his own world. He's terrible. I think the NBA is just like you say the uh, NFL though is though milk. There's like five good teams. Yeah. The West is weak this year. And you know, teams like the Clippers, they try to make these desperate moves. They move up into the upper echelon and and it's not going to happen i mean i don't know if they're going to make the playoffs and they've got you know they've got future hall of famers on their team four of them i don't know i don't see it happening i i, yeah. I like i like the uh east i like the i think the bucks are struggling because they're they've gotten old and have no defense i think dame, the dame lillard move May not be what everyone thought it was going to be because the guy can't play well, any defense. a little early that's, for that. That's the problem with something like that. I mean, th- th- and that's where the NBA, you know, like this is almost like an extended preseason, right? I mean, it's it's like they're right. still they're still so early in the year, and these guys aren't they're not playing like that hard. They're, it, yeah. yeah, I mean they're they're not playing super hard at this point, but they are still trying to gel. So I, I don't know that you can, you can read too much into it. I mean, did you think Detroit would be two and nine at this point? Two and nine? No. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Houston would be as good as they are either. Right. But you could look at the lineups and know that the Celtics and the Nuggets were going to be good. And we've all, always said, if if the other uh, Fruit Loop out there, Kyrie ever put it, put his head straight, that would be a pretty damn twosome. And they're playing well together. 
They are, but the problem is, other than Derek Lively, who's a rookie, uh, they don't have a whole lot of interior defense. So when they play the bigger teams like the Nuggets, they get blown out. So we'll watch. They they can they can beat a lot of teams, but uh, they still have some issues. Minnesota's an interesting team to watch, and and you know when they what did they what did they do that trade for Gobert last year? Right, this is their right, second yeah. year. <laughs> In the offseason before last year. Yeah. Right. And so when they when they matched him with uh Towns, I was really curious, you know, as to if they were I think we talked about it last season as to whether, you know, this was gonna be the start of a new era of big men, you know, dominating again, if they were bucking the trend of the the three point shooter, the perimeter game and all that. And it's really interesting to see how it's playing out now because they didn't have success. They didn't have much success last year with it. But right now they look formidable for sure. And it's Anthony, yeah, it looks Anthony like Edwards learned... is playing like all NBA yeah. right now. Yeah. Almost yeah 30 right. points a game. That looks right. like they figured out how to have Towns and Gobert on the court at the same time. Where Last year they didn't know how to play together. Right. That's right. So it's 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 curious uh, to see how that because I still think that's sort of an interesting experiment. Have two seven footers, you know, who who basically play under the largely under the rim, I guess, uh, playing at the same time. Milk, you know, the, the rim is the part <laughs> that the you shoot the ball through. Hopefully it drops through the rim, just so you you're following. I was just wondering the rim, then it's a basket. Yeah. Since House got off the pod, do we have to talk about the 76ers now? Or do we? We, we sort of already have. They, they're okay. they have yeah, the I best record already, in the NBA right now. He already talked about them. Eight and one, okay. followed by the Nuggets. Well, and, uh, but listen, I mean, I think you can't talk about Philadelphia without appreciating how cursed that city is and how nothing good ever happens to them in sports, right? And and I mean, once again, one of their forwards, Kelly Oubre Jr., was was actually hit by a car at a crosswalk and thankfully i think he's doing okay but he's gonna be out for some time but i just you know since house isn't here i feel compelled to point out how unfair the world is to philadelphia um and how bad uh you know just just how sad everybody should feel for philadelphia all the time so and by the way i'm also hearing good things about the orlando magic is this is there a truth to this no no okay no, no, you're. I'm kidding. Uh, Banchero. Don't they have a really the Banchero? Duke, isn't that his name? He's a stud. He's a stud. Okay, I know. He's, I, he's, I know he's, that. He's looking like a superstar. All right, all and right. And they have other really good young players. Um, hey, last, Hope, last I will last episode buzzer beaters. I said I'd really like to see how Tyrese Maxey plays this year without Harden clogging up the offense. And as House points out before he left. He dropped 50 on the Pacers last night, and the Pacers are a good team. They're six and four, and they're a good team. Good wow, defensive that's team. Philly. All right. All right. Way too much. Way too much. By the way, right. when we move off the NBA. We need to go back and save House's Plaxico lock. We, we skipped it. Oh, we did. Yeah. House's Plaxico lock for week 11. From 30,000 feet, he is reporting he to us. He takes the Vikings giving one and a half points at Denver. Oh, so he's on board with Pope's favorite quarterback. Wow. <laughs> Take me the I should to see how Denver does tonight, by the way. Yeah. They're kind of on my radar now after that Chiefs win. I could really? use uh, P. Ryan and, uh, and Wilson with a good game. Uh-huh. I need seven points out of McLaughlin. Out of the backup running back, that's going to be uh, tough. So, be, by the way, not only <laughs> you, did I you not hope start, breaks his leg. Not only did I not start Mitchell, who got 14 points for the Bears, but I waived Jalen Warren, who got 18 points for the Steelers. I and almost picked him up Sunday morning. <laughs> Damn it! it just goes to show you can overthink these things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. What are we on All to right. next? Anything else in the NBA? Are we good with that? We're good. All right. So let's uh, let's talk a little NCAA football. Um, Pope, Milk, 
I, I mean, you know, this we're kind of in a lull in, in NCAA football. I do want to hear a report from uh from Coach Primeland from from Rooster, but yeah. Um you know, there were some potential upsets. Miami uh, gave Florida State a good game and um uh we thought for a while that Washington you know, might have some issues, but they both came through. He they came through against Utah, so we really don't have much of uh, a mix up in the top six, seven teams. Alabama continues to play well. Texas barely won against TCU. They lost their top running back. Will that affect them down the road? I don't know. Oregon looking good still against USC. Um, next Saturday is Cupcake Saturday. I call it because. Nobody plays anybody that is going to concern them, and then uh, we have we have a de facto kind of play into the playoffs, uh, the Thanksgiving week weekend with uh, Ohio State going to the Big House uh, in Michigan. And um, other than that, we got to wait for the championship. You mean America's game. team? Hmm. Who Michigan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Harbaugh cause of. Yeah. I I did love the emotion from their coach though. That yeah. that was that was I, special. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Uh, but, Really? Did you? I mean, it was a little much. The guy dropped like three f bombs in his interview. Like, I don't get a grip. You're on national television. I don't know. I'm not. He got got carried over by the emotion. I mean, shows you how much they love Harbaugh. It's crazy. Nobody's latching on to Michigan, by the way. Nobody's like, I'm gonna. I don't know. I I think get get your. You know, listen. Let me say that. Get your fucking shit together and keep the fucking language to a minimum. Okay. Fuck yeah. I, I, I will tell you this college football playoff committee is sweating bullets and they're hoping that this stuff sorts itself out because otherwise they're going to have some big decisions to make with some one loss teams that are going to get uh, left out. And uh, I don't know at this point who those are going to be, but um, it, it's uh, it's chaos about to happen. Someone's going to get James Madison out. undefeated, baby. Yeah. Get, let them go to let them go bowling. The yeah. most, by the way, two things. The the most exciting thing, if you want drama and fuck Bama. I mean, they did it again, didn't they? They made you think it was ending, and now they are just as good as as they've always been. If they beat Georgia, now you've got one loss Georgia, one loss Ohio State or Michigan, and then you've got Texas maybe at one loss. What do you do when you have to to decide between Texas and Alabama? Texas and beat Texas Alabama at Tuscaloosa. I mean, Texas, Texas, can you put Bama at the tiebreak? Texas? Hey, I see that Missouri moved up five spots in the AP top 25. Did they score a bunch of points this weekend or something? They smoked They smoked the volunteers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you, are you worried about next, next year, weekend, Milk? Worried? Milk. You're going to get rocked. We suck. What do you mean? Yeah. So, Rooster, give us a give us a report on the on the uh, Coach Prime experience. I'll, I'll yeah, say this: yeah. it looked like a lot of empty seats there. I was a little no, surprised. No, no, no. I took that. that. I took that picture uh, an hour and a half before game time. Oh, okay. All right, all right. That, there wasn't an empty okay. seat in the house. Okay. Um, give us the update. That, it's still rocking. There's still, you know, the music it, it befitting of prime time. It's just a rocking place. If you've never been to uh, Folsom Stadium in Boulder. You really ought to go just for the scenery. The be- the beauty of being in that place, surrounded by the the mountains, is spectacular. Um, but I, I think that this game was Excuse exactly the, the Chargers Detroit Lions game. There was right. there's almost no difference. The buff the Buffs can score at will through the air. They cannot run the ball. They can't gain a yard when they need a yard on third and one, fourth and one. They can't get it unless they run the ball. They can't stop the run. The other team just runs through them like a knife through butter. Um, But man, can they air it out and they have an exciting offense. Um, And, and, and Arizona did not win that game until four seconds left in the game. It was, it was a Mm -hmm. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, exciting, fun game. Um, and then it came down to a field goal because, you know, once again, Arizona gets the ball and they're ripping off like 15 yard runs by a guy who left the um, Colorado program when prime came in because he didn't like all the hype. 
and transferred out. Um, and he gained over 100 yards. I forget his name. But it, it is a spectacular place to watch a game. When they get some linemen and linebackers, they're going to be a damn good team. What kind of celebrities yeah. were there? Well, I saw a guy who I thought was Dr. J. I'm not sure. Hey, that but wasn't it, him? It was Dr. I, K? I, I'm, well, I didn't get close <laughs> enough to confirm. He, he sure looked like Dr. J on the sideline. I, there were a ton of uh, rappers uh, uh, there. And, um, do, you know, I, there was an article in the uh, local paper, or I guess I were on the local news, that uh, Shadur Sanders drives a Bentley around campus. Oh, yeah. And, and some cop booted his Bentley, and they were all just outraged over that. I think it's actually a Rolls-Royce. Oh, it's a Rolls-Royce convertible. That's right. It's, it, no, it's the SUV. It's a $450,000 car. And Coach Prime said he was keeping receipts with regard to his kid's car getting booted. So... Oh. His son. his other son, <laughs> Shiloh, I think his other son is Shiloh Sanders. It is wears twenty one like his dad, and has the same aversion to tackling people just like his dad did. <laughs> I, I mean, you there be these plays where it's like first and first and goal from the five, and and the Arizona guy is running, you know, like unabated to the end zone with nothing but Shiloh Sanders between him and the end zone. And Sanders sort of runs himself out of the play to avoid the contact. And the guy just strolls in the end zone. It's unbelievable. Anyway, it was a fun, fun day. I had a great time with my son, who's an alum. It's awesome. I'd go back there as much as possible. I love that place. Cool. Well, listen, um, anything else on college football? Because Oregon's defense looked pretty impressive against USC, didn't you think? Yeah, till the end. Caleb, Caleb Williams looked like he had no time to throw the ball early on. Okay, okay. All right, I, I can't hold myself back anymore. It's time to punch someone. Don't call it a comeback. And I'm going right, right into college football with this. Yes. I'm sorry, I cannot hold back on this. This is one of the most egregious egregious punchable faces we've had in a long time. Texas A&M University is a public land-grant research university. Farmers fight. It's a public university. Texas A&M in 2017 signed one Jimbo Fisher to a 10-year, $75 million contract to, to, to get him to come there and leave Florida State. And then, because things were going so well, they extended him in 2021. Well, they beat Alabama that year. To prevent him from going to LSU. Now, they have decided that just a year and a half later, the program is stuck in neutral. So they have bought out his contract at a cost of over $76 million. <clears throat> Did but I mention? That, but that's okay, Bison, because I'm sure wherever he goes, there'll be a deferral. So they won't have to pay that all. Did I mention that this is a public university charged with educating young people? And that college debt and the cost of college in this country is devastating graduates to the point where many people question the wisdom of even going to college. What? This is too much. This is too much. I'm sorry. I know people love college football. This is fucking atrocious. This is perhaps the darkest stain on college football and college sports in general. I'm sorry, this is so offensive to to anybody who has any sensibility. I mean, I know that the Michigan sign-stealing thing is is bad because it's it looks like cheating, and, and that's a whole different story. But to me, this is so much more offensive and just disgusting. It is greed. 
It is ego. It is complete lack of priorities. And this is one of the biggest problems with this country in general. I, I cannot be more mortified over this. I think anybody who loves college football ought to be appalled by this, ought to be embarrassed by it. Uh, there is nobody looks good in this situation. But I'll tell you what, Texas A&M, you're a fucking joke. You are a fucking joke of a university. You sh- your degrees shouldn't count for shit at this point because you don't care about the students who go there. I think everybody except for my law partner, Larry Taylor, I agree. Are you, are you, are you, aren't you mad at, as a lawyer, the idiots that si- agreed to this contract, that put this contract together? Because, because here's Absolutely. the Absolutely. Here's oh. the problem. Um, if I'm the next guy coming in and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you fired Jimbo Fisher because he sucked and you think I'm better. Okay. Uh, I'm going to want what I'm going to have what he's having. That guy like, who had a national championship. You, you better give me a guaranteed contract or I'm not coming there. It's just gonna. It's gonna get worse. Who? I. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it's bro. It's fucking gross. Um. Well, they need to stop. They also they need to stop signing these extensions. Why are you? Why? Until a guy does something. Right, and it's all out of fear that he's gonna lose. He's gonna leave the school. That 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 shit's got to stop. Like he would have. They they should have let him go. He hadn't won. Go to right. It would have been the coaches, perfect decision. He just got off beating Alabama and they had a good year and the program was going in the right. I'm not condoning it. I'm just telling you what their mindset I is. Get it. Uh, these coaches who were the highest players on a state on the state payroll, right? When you look at, at most of the SEC schools, I'll bet you the highest paid state employee is the football coach in most SEC states. Look, That's embarrassing. Roy, Roy Williams was that for North Carolina system. That's embarrassing. Yeah, but but again, not to play devil's advocate, they the football programs bring in how much money a year? Not, I'm not justifying a hundred million dollars. I'm just saying. I, I I just I think it's, you know, if you're an alum of that school, and you you can't you can't be happy. Think of the scholarships. That that could have that could have helped. Think of the the kids who go there who who actually are are putting themselves through school and have to work two and three jobs so they can afford a meal plan. The kids who don't have health care. There's the the teachers, the professors who you know who are don't have tenure and are trying to make a living. And and it, it, it's just it's appalling. It's appalling, and it, it just I don't know. It 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 really. It makes college sports a little, just a little grosser than it already was was in, and and this is this is a really dark moment. And quite honestly, I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been more written and said about that. So you didn't answer my question, Bison. They won't have to pay all that money because once Jimbo gets a job, then don't they get to defer whatever money he makes to what they owe him? I don't know. I mean, I guess the the, the devil's in the details of the buyout. So the answer probably better is better off not working. Yeah, maybe he is, takes a year off. No, the answer is no. He had negotiated in that buyout a non-deferral clause, which means they're on the hook for all of that money. He can go get money at any other school, and it's not a deferral. They owe him seventy-six million dollars, nineteen million of which is due on January the first of next year, and seven million until yearly until twenty thirty-one. I'm sorry, but I. I don't Jimbo Fisher was very good with Jameis Winston, who, by the way, now I'm realizing really carried his ass. And even though he fucking sucks, I hate Jameis Winston, but what wow. I don't understand. I know they had a good year that year. Next but, thing you're going to say something nice about Kevin Kiermaier. There's nothing <laughs> nice to say about him. I, I don't understand why he Jimbo Fisher was not so, I mean, you could see this type of deal with Nick Saban. I did. I never understood it. I don't understand why he got this fucking deal. These people are idiots. Whatever the these boosters at A and M were thinking, this is the dumbest deal I've ever. And all the lawyers should be fired who yeah. put it together. I think just as a rule of thumb, you should never pay a grown man who calls himself Jimbo seventy six million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, they're going to pay him more. Final, gonna, the final word on that. That's they're right. going to pay him more to not coach than he. They paid him to coach. They only paid him forty-four million to coach. By the way, I would have kept him. I would have kept him like two more years. What's what are you gonna? You're gonna suck next year. Now, I'm not saying Jimbo was the answer, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a horrible situation. Yeah. All right. Any other punches to throw? I have a yeah. quick punch to our Good. favorite. Our favorite target in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers. If this guy actually ruptured his Achilles tendon, there is no fucking way he's coming back this year, which means he is just, he just can't live without the attention. So he keeps teasing this comeback so he can get some attention. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's all pissed off that all the Swifties out there like Bison aren't paying attention to him anymore because they love <laughs> Travis Kelsey so much. Who? <laughs> if he if he indeed is coming back, then he did not have a ruptured tendon. He had like a swollen ten, tendon or some bullshit. He the whole thing surgery. smells like fish. There's no way he's coming back if he had surgery for a ruptured Achilles tendon. It's a lot of attention on the sidelines too. They, yeah. they hand to him a lot. Bloody, bloody sock. Yeah, he's just a, <laughs> Is this a bloody sock moment. He's an attention and he needs to be punched. In the, I, I, I let's just punch him every week. I don't understand. Let's just yeah, we yeah. see that. He's we a jackass. That. All right, ne- next punch. Anybody else? Rooster. Yeah. Give us a lasso. All right, a quick lasso to an amazing uh, baseball player and human being, Sohei Otani. Um, This guy last year hit 304, had 44 homers, and uh, went 10 and 5 with a 314 ERA before he had to undergo Tommy John surgery. He's probably going to sign a $500 million contract this offseason with the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, one of those teams, probably the Dodgers. He likes the West coast better and God help us if the Dodgers get him. Right. Uh, But he just announced that um, he is donating 60,000 youth baseball gloves to about 20,000 elementary schools, which are all of the elementary schools throughout Japan. Uh, in partnership with New Balance, which is making these gloves, and it, it it's just a, it's just sort of an indication of the kind of guy he is. He's he's really a model person. He's the kind of he's the kind of guy pro- professional sports needs as their uh, face person, and he deserves every penny of the money he's about to make. And right there is the perfect juxtaposition of a punchable face. And a lasso, Jimbo Fisher, and Otani. There it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Well done, Rooster. Well done. Who else has a lasso? I think we got it. We we did have a mailbag lasso that we oh, should yeah. at least mention um, from Moose Jaw, our NHL correspondent, who wanted us to point out. And it's fair, you know, we covered last week in in the punchable face episode about the the hockey player um who Adam Johnson who died when his neck was cut by a skate blade oh. uh really terrible story uh we talked about it last week but we but but uh Moose Jaw wanted us to point out and and give a lasso to the I guess the owner of um who was it? the owner of the Winnipeg Jets who chartered a plane uh, so that a number of, of his teammates, of Adam Johnson's teammates, could go to the funeral and sent them uh, to the funeral uh, with representatives of the team and the franchise and and uh, some of his friends. So uh, a nice gesture by the owner of the, of the Jets. Hey, while we're on the subject of Moose Jaw, I might have to go back and listen to his NHL show that he did for us, the preview. But But does anyone else remember him? predicting that the Edmonton Oilers were going to be a Stanley Cup contender this year. Yeah, it's not looking so good, huh? Yeah, I don't know. As they bring in the AH, their their uh, AHL minor league coach to take over operation now, right? I don't know. This this could be one of the Moose's swinging to miss years. Yeah. All right, previous. any other any other lassos? I got I kind of have 
I was thinking buzzer beater, but it's it's kind of maybe more than a, of a lasso. Uh, are y'all familiar with the story of Camillo Viegas and what he did this weekend? Nope. So, you know, very flamboyant PAGA golfer years ago. Everybody was totally in love with him. He was up and coming rising star. Uh, he went nine years without winning a tournament, fell, fell off the face. He was ranked 654th in the year uh, in the in golf at the end of last year. Um, he had a 22-year-old daughter who died of cancer in 2020, and he'd just been lost since then. But he won his first PGA tournament in nine years on Sunday, and it was very emotional. Um, and, you know, uh, it's a, it was just a great moment watching him uh, realize Finally, after nine years, he broke that streak and he won with tournament, uh, you know, in memory of his daughter. And now he gets to go to the Masters and the other big tournaments again. And you'll see his name on the leaderboard. So I just oh, thought that's that cool. Was, yeah, yeah, that's a awesome. good one. I didn't know that. Definitely a good one. Okay, that's it. No buzzers this week. Everybody uh, have a good week. See you guys. See ya. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.